Today's daf is daf chavches amal aleph. We're having a discussion whether a person is permitted to take law in their own hands. We're going to argue with Rabbi Huda Nachman, where there is no particular loss. You just don't want to go through the hassle of going to a dentator, whether you can take the law in your own hands if you're clear that you are right. And, <clears throat> but if there is a loss, then everyone agrees that uh, you can take matter in your own hand, like in the case of the well. That if, if, if I'm going to wait to go to Bez, meanwhile, you'll take more water than you're allotted and uh, and you'll dry up the wells. Then there's a loss. Everyone agrees that you're permitted. Okay. We discussed the halach also where we're talking about beating up as in addition, and we said that beating up already, based on Ramon Lutenberg, it has to be 100% that had you gone to Duntela, it would be black and white, that you would win. So we're asking a number of questions. We're up to the Gemara now. And Avchav Ches Omer Aleph, Toshma, about 10 lines on the top of the page. Toshma, come in here. And I go into your courtyard, so else's courtyard, and I fill it up with barrels of wine, barrels of oil, uh, and then the Balachatza can't get out. So Balachatza Meshaber, Vyaitse, Meshaber, Venichnes, he can go ahead and take law in his own hand and break things and, and break whatever he wants in order in order to get out. <clears throat> and um, even though we said if, the, if there's an alternative way, like with the animal, we learned yesterday that if you, instead of pulling, pushing off the animal on top, pull the animal out from the bottom. So maybe he should have gone around and circumvented the barrels. But over here, that is such a big, big ticket to go around. Um, by the case of animals, pretty easy. Just pull the animal off and put it on. It's more or less the same. Here, it requires a much bigger effort to go all around the barrels and work your way through, and therefore, we don't expect that from you. <clears throat> so, they murder. so what does even mean? You're allowed to take the law in your own hands. And even though it's not a question of loss here, but you're allowed to take the law in your own hands. A proof to Rav Nachman. Here we're talking about you're actually having a dispute who owns the courtyard. Why do you think he filled it up with all these barrels? So the other guy believes that the courtyard is his. So you want to go to Bezin. The only way to get to Bezin is by breaking your way through. And the and coming back, you want to get your deeds to, to prove that you are right. So in this case, it's necessary for the Nintendo itself. And therefore, you're allowed. That's right. Here's not a question taking law of their own hand. You're doing the right thing. You're going to a Bezin. And because you're going to a Bezin, therefore, you're it seems to me it's a big tircha. <clears throat> Actually, Tejah doesn't use the word big tircha. It just says a tircha. We're not going to require you making a tircha. It sounds maybe even if, if it was possible, you don't have to bother. Toshma, come in here. Okay, a person and Eve decided to stay on beyond the six years in Eve Ibri, so we allow him to stay until Yevul. But after Yevul, he's set free. And for example, he's married to a Shivcha Kananis while he's an Eve, he's permitted to marry this Shivcha Kananis, a non Jewish Shivcha, um, who was forced to be converted. But once he's free, he's not allowed to anymore. So Toshma coming in. Menayin Linyid said this person who decided to stay beyond the six years, Shikola Yamab, 50 years are up, the Yevul is up, but Rabbi Misada by Lutzis, and his master says, okay, enough, go home. <clears throat> and the guy refuses. So the chaval, so the master went ahead and he hit the Evid and he made him a wound. So the question is, does he have to um, pay compensation to the Evid? How do I know he's potter? He took the Lord. I know, but he hit another person. When you hit a person, you have to you pay. No, but he, he's trying to get him out of the house and the guy refuses to leave his house. He's been there most of his life. He wasn't going to leave. How do I know he's Pater? Tamalaymer says, You shouldn't take Kaifer Lashu. 
and we dashin to somebody who should be going back to his family and he refuses, you don't have to pay in compensation if you try to force him to go back. <clears throat> so we see that we, we have um, a POSIC. Um, we have a POSIC there for the bottom line you don't have to pay, but you're allowed to take the law in your own hands. And there's no loss over here. Says the Gemara, but after the but yes, we're talking about a case where the loss on this point that is according to everybody, you are permitted to take loan on hands. What's the loss? Because the guy's a Ghanav. For the Gemara, if the guy's a Ghanav, why do you keep him in heaven in the first place? He's Adi Inu Laganav, the Hash the Ghanav. What's going on here? He was a Ghanav, he was never a Ghanav, and now that the 50 the Yav was up, suddenly he became a Ghanav. The Gemara explains. Cold man, he was an Ebed, he was scared from his master. Ashta, now that he's independent, Leslie Amos of the Rabbi. He's no longer scared of his master, and therefore he'll steal. Another uh, thing is the reason why you allowed to, you're allowed to hit him over here is you're trying to prevent him from doing an Aveda. The master gave him a Shifra Kananis. As an Evid, he's permitted to live with a Shifra Kananis, but the moment he's set free, he's no longer an Evid, he's not permitted. And it was the master who gave him the Shifra Kananis, so therefore he wants to prevent him from doing an Isid. Ad Eidna had and you're allowed to hit someone to stop even though you shouldn't but maybe in this case because you're the one who gave him provided him the shifra kanan is therefore you're permitted I'm not, we're still discussing whether you're, you're, you're it's permitted to take the matters in your own hands. Certain places a barrel we had some mission and somebody else came along and slipped and hurt himself and broke the, the card, potted his potter. Potter, because he's walking down the street, it's not his fault, he slipped. Time, uh, the Niskabot, the only reason why he's exempt from paying for the barrel is because he slipped. Hush, if he deliberately broke the barrel, chayiv. And, and Rav said before, we're talking about you filled the entire street with barrels. You filled the entire street with barrels. And you walk around and knock, because you have to walk. So you see, you're allowed to take matters in your own hands. <clears throat> um, in fact, Sorry, don't be around. Um, he was talking about you're not allowed to do it. So you're talking about, he said before, only time with it because he slipped. That's why you're putting. If you were broke it, you're chayv. If you broke it, you're chayv. Why you chayv? There's a law, so you can't walk through a shusarabim. And we said before, this is a question. Everybody, everyone agrees that if there's a loss, you're permitted to take a loan in your own hands. So how come the din is that the only time that you are, um, that your putter is because um, you slipped? Had you not slipped, You'd be chayv. Why be chayv? You're allowed to slip. You're allowed to take loan on hands if there's a loss. I'm supposed to walk through the street. What do you want me to do? Amar Abzvid, Mashmeid Rava. So Abzvid said the name of Rava. Who I didn't feel the shavra? No. The Mishnah is talking about even if he deliberately broke the barrels. Like had yesterday. He deliberately broke the barrels because you are permitted to take loan on hands where there's a loss. So why does the Mishnah use the expression he slipped? Say a bigger kiddush. He can break his way through. Because of the safer. In the end of the mission, it says, What happened? The guy slipped and hurt himself. Not he broke the barrel, but he hurt himself. Then we said the owner of the jug has to pay. That's only if he slipped. But if, if, the, if the guy went and kicked his way through the barrels to go and then he hurt himself, then the owner of the jug doesn't have to pay. And that's why the mission talks about uh, slipping, because the, the main, the main uh, I guess, focus of the mission is the second half of the mission that the owner of the jug is high. The Davka Nisko, Davka, if he slipped, is the guy, the owner of the drug, Chayv. He hurt himself. It also talks about slipping. Toshma coming here, it says if two men were having a fight and the wife of one of them decide to grab a hold of the male member of the other guy to stop the fight. So it said that she gets punished. But Katsui says, Kappa, 
Awad, that you should punish her and assess whatever the, the, the shame is on. Mum is talking about Awad, that she has to pay. Obviously, he's trying to, stop, to save her husband. Obviously, he's trying to save her husband. And L'Chayda, if he's trying to save her husband, there's a loss over here. Why can't you take the law on her own end? So the Gemara, my lab, that you can you cannot in any other way save herself. She, she cannot, and yet you're not to take the law in your own hands. No, who told you that? She Because she had alternative ways, therefore, you had no right to take the, the matters in your own hand. It put everybody, because why, like we had before, you can pull the cow out from the bottom, why pull it out from the top? So therefore, according to everybody in this case, you now take what she shouldn't have done what she did, because you could have done other things to prevent them from fighting onwards. So the Gemara, um, what he's saying to me, I will any chayl has the bracha, but you talk and tell me there was no alternative. The pudish should be potter. He hachiv so aditoni safer. Why does it say later on? Shil chayada. It says if two people were fighting and everything else, it says shil chayada. If she stretched out a hand and she grabbed the hold of the parts to shame the other person, shil chayuni shil chayada. It's actually where she stretched out her hand. Is prat l'shliach bezin. It's an exclusion that if the shliach bezin was there trying to prevent it, and 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 he did that. Uh, he'd be potter. Now, why you have to introduce uh, make a distinction between Bezin and her? Let's just talk about her. Sometimes she she's permitted, and sometimes you're not. and when do we say that she has to pay for them for the shame? She had another alternative way of preventing the fight from ongoing, and therefore she didn't shouldn't have done what she did, and that's why you have to pay compensation. They had no alternative. Then she is potter. Why introduce a shlir Bezin? Let's talk about her. When do we say that she has to pay? She had alternatives. She has alternatives. She becomes like the, the, the extension of Bezin and she is exempt. So, based on this, is Gemara. So, when we introduce the Bezin, we're still talking about the woman. We're just explaining, which means really what the Gemara is saying here is. When we, when Rab Nachman says you're permitted to take the law in your own hands, even if there's no loss, or Rabbi Yehuda who agrees that if there's a loss, you're allowed to take. It's not like you're an independent person. We're saying you're a vigilante or something. You become the bezin because there's a loss, and we can't wait to go to the bezin that convenes Mondays and Thursdays in some, in some place. You now become the eyes and ears of the bezin, and you become the shliach of the bezin, and do whatever you have to do. So it's not, it's just, that's the whole idea that you are the bezin. That you are the best. Same concept that Rachrein discussed with Kanoi and Poygenberg. You see, um, uh, you know, a man consorting with a with a, with a non-Jew. But then it's Kanoi and Are you? Is this a a, a a mitzvah that devolves on every individual, or is it a din of the best? And you become an extension of the best. Which from this gemara here it would seem that we, why we're comparing the shliach best? What do we need to? What are we introducing that for? So it must be that she is the, she becomes the shliach best. Which is interesting. Tashmak coming here, so we go back and just try to bring different proofs. Let's say there was a public road going through your field, and there was a public um, access way. He decided enough. There's one walking right in the middle of the field, so he, he gave him an access way on the right side of the field, let's say. And Mashanosan Nasan, so they were yet yeah, the, 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 the rabbim are very happy to accept it, but but he didn't give up. Whether he likes it or not, he didn't give up the easy way that the regular people used. Now, the question is, but the fact is, it's his property. 
and he gave the provide them another alternative method, another road. So the he should be able to sit there, stop them, link a piece of a laser, let take a stick there and hold sit there by the road and not allow anybody to press through his property. Say, so you want go go on the other side. I just gave you another another easement there. <clears throat> because the you're telling me that the new road that I gave belongs now to the public, which means what you're really saying is it's a good swap. It's not an additional gift. It's a good exchange. So I mean, happy the the the, the the access way that they had going through the center of my field is no longer no longer belongs to the rabbit because I gave them an alternative uh, trail or path. So now I should be able to retrieve it. Okay, the people are still going through. I should be able to sit there and stop them. Why can't I? If you say that you can take dinner and nafshe. And this would be a question according to everybody. No, we're saying it was his place. Right in the middle of all of his field, people started to use it as a shortcut. Use it as a shortcut. So then he gave them another way to walk, and so it sounds like, and that other way became the rabbim. So in other words, it's a good tra- a good swap. You're right. Min hadin, it's a good swap, but the but the but the, but the rabbi said that the original easement or the should pass should also remain the communal property, because otherwise people taking advantage. They'll give you some terrible way of going, a very long roundabout way or a difficult way to walk. So therefore, Sixeda comes that the original easement remains as well. And Meshaja said not because of these, uh, not because Sixeda means because you, according to you, every single time you cannot do that. Meshaja says talking about a case where he gave them a crooked way, gave them a very crooked way of walking. That's why he didn't get, he he doesn't give up his main easement and still belongs to the rabbi. And Avashi says It is you know that sort of they're both right. That's what exactly, every, exactly because whatever is more convenient for one person is less convenient for another person. Mashiach is right in the middle of the property, and that's what people are used to going, and that's how it is. That's why you don't give up the original, but the, um, so so then the question is, why are we saying that what that he doesn't get his property back and the new property the new road he gave them belongs to them? tell He said, why can't he tell them take yours and give me back mine? <clears throat> Why can't he argue? I'm giving you a new road. Give it back to me. Once there's an easement here, and then, and in fact, as well, if, if if you have an easement that 15 years was used in a certain way, even though it goes through private property, or let's say council land, council thing that nobody uses, you can take over property and take it over and make it part of yours. So this easement has been used for a long time. Therefore, you can no longer take it back. Okay, so about further his left corner of his field on one side for the poor. And the poor people misunderstood whatever made a mistake and they took them another corner. Is ever the payer. The new the new one, the new part is payer, but so too the part that you left behind as payer is also payer. So now you have to get pay a double payer. <clears throat> If a person can take the law in those hands, the fact that you don't have to give two pairs, you only give one. Let them sit there and say, look, you guys took great pay in another corner. Forget about this pay over here. On my rubber says, Robert, you're right. He could do that. That's not what we're saying here. When we say Zeva pay, it has dinim of pay regarding the benefit of this balabas. What do you mean? Because the din of pay is that you are potter from giving miser. Payer is, according to Shammai, payer is like Hefker. Hefker don't give miser. Or... Uh, it says a boha levy of the Levi should come 
and get this maisa. But if he is entitled to this for other reasons, he doesn't get maisa from there. Since a lady, if he's a poor person, is entitled to the payer, he has no right to collect maisa. So therefore, if you made it payer, you made it half, whatever it is, and then you take it back, you're part of maisa. So when we say zevas that payer, not that the poor have a right to take the second corner. They don't, they don't have the right. But now that since you generally made it pay you, so it's hefkid. When you take it back now, you're a potter from ice. That's what means zev is a payer. So nothing to do with other dinner or not. Of course, you have a right to stop them from taking that payer. My zev is a payer, the point of the ice to exempt you from ice. How do I know that? Kid, time of the you let's say you made your vineyard and then the morning you decided to uh, to uh, clean it again and you cut the grapes off all the dinner that you have you know when you cut under they're not ready yet ripe or you know you left behind a couple of branches all that still applies but uh, you have to pay as well even though you made it have but now they took it back the dinner come back. It says an extra, just twice taza. You should leave it for the poor. The second one is that even though you made it half good, if you took it back, you got to give it to the poor. But upotem in the maisa, maisa you are potter. It doesn't mention at all. Doesn't mention at all that uh, t- second extra taza. Okay, so <clears throat> we're talking about payer being half good. Taza brings us that the machleged b'shamah b'sil. Where do you learn half good from? Shama, you learn Hefker from Peya, which therefore he says that you can make something Hefker and limit the market. Say, I'm making this Hefker, but I only want poor people to be able to, to acquire it, not rich people. Where do you find a Hefker that I'm, I still can pull the strings? Peya, that's where you learn it from. And uh, Hill says, no, you learn it from Shemitah. It's like Shemitah, it's for everybody, it's not just for the poor. Everything that you have, all your your land is, is all your produce, whatever it grows in the Shemitah is Hefker. For who? For everybody. And that's where you learn Hefker. So Hefker can only be Hefker Lako. The hefker is for every person. You cannot limit the hefker. But in a way, they're arguing as if hefker means giving it away to the world, or hefker means I'm walking away from it. If I'm giving it away, I can decide who I give it to. If I'm walking away, I have nothing to do with it anymore. How can I decide who, who can take it? Says the next Mishnah, your barrel broke in Let's say, now we know there's a thing called boy. We had that boy in the middle of the Shusarab and you, you dig a hole and people fall in, it's a boy. And that in itself is a machlikas tanaim, where the boy is in the Shusarabim, because sometimes hold it's not yours. How can you be responsible? They hold that a boy is only if you dug a hole in your property. And then you made the surrounding area hefka. So when you dug the hole, it was you and you kept the boy. Oh, so there's an owner here. So then you're responsible when everybody falls in. But if you made a boy in the middle of the street, that's not do with me. So you're potter. And the other tanaim holds no. Abelazar holds, we'll see. He says, no, that even the Shusarabim, the boyer is, is yours. We also have a machlik as Rabbi Shmuel. If you dug a boyer in your property, then you made the property around you hefker, but you retained ownership of the boyer. According to Rab, that's not that's not boyer then. According to Rab, that's sure. Your possession is causing damage. And according to Shmuel, that is also boyer. And whatever the laws of boyer are applies there. And according to that, whatever the laws of shayr apply there. For example, a boyer, if, if vessels fall into a boyer, you're exempt. So if this object is I'm responsible because it's my possession, then I have to pay for you know destroying your kalim, your, your vases or whatever it is, your pots and pans. But if it's because of a boyer, if you if you compare the boyer, I am part. Okay, says the Mishnah Nishbar I mean, somehow the barrel broke in the middle of the street. And water spilled out, and somebody slipped in that water and, and, and hurt himself. Now, even the boy, your potter from Adam, that's only the person dies, but if the person gets hurt, you're responsible. 
pieces of the of the jug fell apart, and the guy slipped and hurt himself. Chayiv, you are chayiv. The Gemara will explain what's going on here. Rabbi Yehuda says, "Bimis gavin." If you had intention, we'll see more later. If you had intention to keep the pieces of this jug, then chayiv. But be'ainus gavin, you had no intention of keeping the pieces of the jugs like hefker. Then potter your potter. And the Gemara will explain what's going on. Only you remember that. Avloish shonu avud. Sorry, exactly. Says Rabbi Yehuda, "Name Rab." Avloish shonu. Rabbi Yehuda said, "Name the Rab." I believe that this is like boy. So what am I responsible for for the clothing? That what if they if they if they if um dirty the clothes and you, you ruin the clothes, you have to pay in the water, you slipped in the water. who but if the person himself got hurt, he slipped in the water and he hit the ground. Why will you put it? Why you put even even if you want to learn that this water is like my possession, but if my animal hurts somebody, I have to, I'm responsible. Why the person hurts so, so there's a big machlekes in the news of Shmuel. When you dig a hole in the ground, according to Rav, why should I be high if somebody falls and hurts the head against the, the against the sides of the bird? Tarka me doesn't belong to me, it belongs to Hashem. It belongs to the world. So Rav, so Rav says you what you created was the stale ear, havola, the ear. And if that, it's the havola. The change of, of, of ear that, that causes the damage, and therefore you're paying for the havola. Havola even We'll see the more discuss that later. Shmuel says yichai for both, either havola or chavot. So if you slip in this water, and you hit yourself on the ground, so what caused the damage? The, the water caused it, but what actually made the damage? The ground. The ground belongs to the world, so you don't have to pay. But according to Shmuel, Shmuel says. That the, the, if, if you hit the ground right where the water is, not hit the ground somewhere else. Right where the water is, it's it's, it's my boyer, it's my chabot, because he holds chabot also. Because I created the, the situation that you should hit the ground, therefore, where the water is, therefore, I am chayim. So Nav says, only if you sullied clothes. I will who ask my, but your person hurt himself, because who hurt him? The, the ground, which is not, there's no owner, it's ownerless. But if he said if he said it's over the shmuel, Amali he said Mehti. Let me ask you a question. Avna, your stone, Sakina, your knife, Masoya, your bag, they're all a case of bur. I hold they're all a case of bur, we said before. And even though you kept ownership and you know your 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 case of bur. The cool and So once it's buried, what's the rule by bird? Shai Vilayadam, the person get um get killed. You part it. And Khamay will kalim if a person if a donkey falls into the bird, but not if I hold just the opposite. So if I hold just the opposite, now what? But if you dirty the clothes, you're potter because it's boyer. If you if your water is on the ground or your parts of your keli and somebody falls, that's boyer. So if you you dirty the person's clothes, you're potter. But if you hurt the person, you're chayiv. I we say shayvela adam hani milinik If a person gets killed in the bar, you're exempt. Avalinin azikin. If a person got hurt, Adam, Ezekiel, Adam, Chayi, Mikaelah, Tur. Persons Chayi, Mikaelah, Potter. I heard exactly the opposite. Rab says the Mishnah is talking about like Shoyer, and therefore, if you dirty the clothes, you got to pay. But if the person got hurt from the ground, you Potter, because it's the ground that hurt him, and the ground belongs to nobody. It's Karka Elam. Shmuel says, I hold this as Boyd, and therefore, the other way around. The Kalim, you Potter. The clothes got dirty, you Potter. But the person got hurt, you have to pay for that. Says Yamada, but Rab says, Hani Mili, when do I say that it's Boyd? Hechadav Kirinu. When do I say it's buried? When you made it, um, um, it's completely hefty, just like a buyer. I will hechad the loy afkirinu. But if you, let's say, didn't make it hefker, then mamaynuhu. Then it's considered your mammon, and it's like shayr. It's exactly like shayr. <clears throat> but when you fall down on the ground, 
the water is not what hurt you. It's the ground. And the ground, according to Rav, is potter because havoloi, voloi chavotoi. Because the ground belongs to nobody. So who's going to pay that? <clears throat> okay, so the question it says, it says if a, if a cow, an ox, or a donkey falls in. So we say, a cow, an ox, not a person, the canomer, he learn out, not the Caleb, if your shoyer or Caleb fall in, then you and they broke. Or chamoy the Caleb in his caru. So if, a, if an ox with his Caleb falls in the boat, and the Caleb broke, or the donkey fell in with its pack and a bundle on top, and the bundle broke or it ripped, chayiv ala behema, you have to pay for the animal or potter ala Caleb, and you have to uh, you potter from the Caleb because that's a dinner bird. The dinner bird is your potter. Hold the mazadaima. What are we going to compare this case of bird to? To the case of Avne Sakina Masai, your stone or your knife or your bundle, Shehinicham Beshusarab, and you place your and we're going to compare it to what? To a bird, the Ezekiel. So before we go on to ask our question, so here we see clearly that we're comparing a bundle in the street to a bird, not to a Sherlock Robson. But before we get to our question, we have a, you're comparing bird to a stone. It's all the way around. Tyrus talks about you made a pit in the middle of the street. Then we learn out and we compare. If you placed a knife or a bundle on the street, it's just like just like placing a stumbling block, a bird. So why does the Brahza say that a boyer is compared to a stone or Avne Sakina Masoi? It should be the other way around. Avne Sakina Masoi is compared to things. It's an Adrabin. Ma Doime Lazemba. We should have said, what's compared to this? Ella my doim Ella, you're right. That's how we should say it. What is compared to this? Avne Sakinim, I said, what are we going to compare to a bird? Your stone, your knife, your bundle. Shehinicham b'shusarab, and you placed him in the street. The zika, the people got hurt. It's just like a bird. Therefore, if, for example, that somebody's jug hit a stone, chayiv, you a chayiv. So now it's a weird thing. You started off saying that uh, that the Avne Sakinim, are just like a bird, which is like exactly like Shemuel. And then you conclude that if somebody's keli hits, somebody's jug hits the stone, you're chayv. If you learn that a stone is like a boyer, what do we just establish by a boyer? If a boyer breaks somebody's pots and pans, you're exempt. So if a boyer, your potter, if your keli breaks in a boyer potter, so the din should be, said, if your jug, your keli hits a stone, it's boyer and your potter. It, it's, the price is a problem to both of them. The beginning is a problem to Rab because the beginning says that we compare the stone to a bird, which is not like Rab, who says that a stone, no, the stone is like Shari because it's still you're the owner. And Resefa, who says that if you hit your jug against the rock, you got to pay holes that it's not like bird, it's like Shari. Kashul Shmu. Got a problem here. Says the Gemara, forget the Rabbi Shmu. How you learn the price? It's contradicting itself. But the time makes that if you take the price literally, the whole brisa doesn't make sense. Why? Reisha, the reisha, you say that what if the if the keli breaks against the stone, you are potter, and the sefer says if the keli breaks the stone, you chayiv. So the brisa is very cryptic. Forget the rabbi Shmuel. We need to explain the brisa, the beginning and the end are contradicting each other. The beginning you say that if you if you hit a by Evan, you're 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 potter, and the sefer says if you hit an Evan, you chayiv. Which one is it? 
according to him who he says that a stone if you still have ownership it's your possession it's just like a shirt causing damage and therefore you chayiv on kalim so therefore the safety makes sense but we need to explain the ratio and Shmuel metalis Shmuel say no a stone is like a boy and therefore the 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 the, the, uh, the ratio makes sense why you putter a stone if you if you bring a pot of pan but I need to explain to you the safer I think more explain as follows Rab made that what that a stone is like a shirt but and this is what the rice says. When do we say that you're exempt? Uh, that when do you say you have to pay? When do we say that you are exempt? The, the beginning says that it's like a bird. When do we say that your stone is like a bird? Says Rav, only if there's no longer any ownership. If you're no longer the owner of the stone, that's not your possession anymore. So what is it? Then I agree, it's a bird. If you kept ownership of the knife, you kept ownership of the bundle, and you placed it in the middle of the street, according to Rav, since there's an owner here, that's shay. So therefore, if, if it's a shayid, then you have to pay for breaking vessels. However, Shmuel will answer according to his view. Now what? What is his view? His view is that even if you retained ownership, it's a buyer. And if it's a buyer, therefore, you should be potter and kalim. So why does the safer say that if your jug hit the rock, you're chayiv? But now that I've established that a stone is just like a boy. Is what is Le Rabbi Yehuda? You remember we learned before. Rabbi Yehuda argues. He says enough. Hey, that he holds that that um that the kalim archive in the bird. According to Rabbi Yehuda, if it has it in the bird, he has it exactly in the bird. But Rabbi Yehuda, the mechayiv on this kalim the bird, he holds that you are chayiv for a, a kalim the bird. So suddenly Shmuel will learn the end of the brayse goes according to the opinion of it's a bird. But in within boyd itself, Rabbi Yudah holds that a boyd, if, if you if it breaks your vases or your pots and pans, you have to pay. So according to Rabbi Yudah, you have to pay. And we'll learn later all about this Rabbi Yudah. If you if you follow Rabbi Yudah, even though it's like boyd, because Rabbi Shmuel holds even if you retain ownership, if it's the middle of the street, it's still boyd. So yeah, so it has it in a burst. According to us, if a pot or pan yeah. breaks against the rock, you are part of it. But according to Rabbi Yudah, you're says, When do we say that if you if you hit your let's say your jug or your glass vase against the rock that the din is out of boyer and chayiv according to Rav because uh, according to Rav since you retain ownership it's sure and according to Shmuel is when is Elosheniskel Bevin you tripped over a stone the Nasha Bevin the stone caused you to trip and you broke the glass the vase against that very same stone. If what caused you to trip was nothing to do with this stone, was the ground, and the ground belongs to nobody, the Nashabevan, and then you, you 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 smashed it against the stone, then potter, then you are potter. That's a very big rock, and you're walking, and you just went right, you know, you, you somehow trip. Now we had before an argument. If there were two people involved, and we'll learn more about it. If you have two people involved in a damage, and one of them, let's say, is a tam, and the, 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 the let's say the tam pushes you in a boy. So the tam uh, push can only pay half the fifty percent. What about the other fifty percent? So according to Chachamim, too bad. According to Rab if, if you if two things are involved in the damage and one of them can't pay, you go to the other one. So according to Rab over here, since you tripped on the ground. Who's going to pay you? Nobody. And you landed on the stone. According to Nussan, the stone has to pay the full compensation. So obviously, commander like Nussan. If he says that you tripped on the ground and you fell against a rock, you're exempt because we don't follow Nussan. 
Ikadamish another version. Amar Ablaza Light came, but don't think the Benisko the only time you chive is if you tripped on the stone and you fell on the stone. Avonisko Bekarkov, if you tripped on the ground and you landed on the stone, you put it. Elatilu Nisko Bekarkov, you always chive. Command kid Abnasan, because we pass like Abnasan. That's what he wants to say. Okay, the mission then says something very cryptic. Abuda says, if your intention, the Tanakama says that if you know you, your water spilled or your pot is on the ground, you're always responsible. Abuda says, it depends. If you had intention, you didn't have intention. Intention for what? Says the Gemara, what do you mean you had intention? What do you mean you had intention? You had intention to lower it below your shoulder. So in other words, you had no intention of dropping it. You just intention to lower it. And then you slipped. And, and you slipped. And then you crash against the wall. And now you have smitherings, you know, pieces everywhere, clay shards. Yeah. So we say, um, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, if you had intention to lower it, and then you slip. Um, we say that what? Why are you chayef? Because niskel pashayu, we're gonna have an argument. If somebody slips, is that like is like negligence? Is your fault? You should have been more careful. Or we say it's an accident. So Rabbi Huda says, if you had intention to lower it and you slipped, you're a pashaya, and therefore you are chayiv miskav. That's what miskav means. Miskav means to lower it from your shoulder. And let miskav means it just fell. If it just fell, then you are not chayiv at all. Okay, says so I'm gonna buy it. No, no, no. It's about the pot. This Exactly. So if you had intention of lowering it, then you slip. So um, you you are high because niskel slipping is not an excuse. Amale Abaya said, faces before in the previous page makes a whole difference if you slip on the ground or you slip because of an object. You slip because of an object is not is 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 not the same thing if you slip on the ground. If you slip on the ground. <clears throat> That's a machlek. It's a niskel pashay. Is you're walking down the street and you f- and fell in, and, and uh, we say, well, are you negligent? You should be more careful. But if you f- if you fell because somebody put something there, maybe everyone holds that it's that's, it's not your fault, really. So you can further. and yet the Tanakhama says that you chive even if not miskavim. You have no intention. by but I made. I feel nifshah. You you have no intention of lowering it. Suddenly the the, the pot let's say just broke in your hand. Just disintegrated in your hand, and it falls. Uh, it falls down, and it's like you chive. is like an onion. Yeah, If you're still holding on to the handle, and the cavity just, you know, broke on its own. So when I say my honest was an honest, and Tzadik brings it out from the Gemara's question here that even though we said before Adam muad a person always responsible even when it's an accident, but there are degrees of accidents. Because right here it says honest it says, a woman who's raped, you don't do anything to her because what could she have done? When do we say that, you know, if an accident, you're exempt only when it comes to matters of life and death? Maybe when it comes to the Zika, that's what we're talking about here. You're not talking about the girl who was raped, uh, you know, whatever. But it's talking about here that... Um, Maybe the Zikin, even if it's an accident, may hold you chayim. The Tanakama holds you a chayim. Rabbi Yudha says that only the Miskavan but if it, you know, if you wouldn't miscarry and just fell apart, your part. So Tanakam holds, even though Sanji falls all your chai, maybe. But Tanya, we learned. Need, but well, I'm going to prove to you that even Tanakama, which is Ramea, that even Ramea will agree that where there's a total accident, you're not responsible. 
So what's the machlekes in our mission between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda? You tell me Rabbi Yehuda says, if you had intention of lowering it, then you're responsible. If you hand, you're not. Which means the Tanakhama argues, hold, you're always responsible. Even in Anonis. I'm going to prove to you that Tanakhama, the Meir agrees, if there's an it's not your fault. For example, we looked at Raisa, Nishbrod, your barrel broke, well, it's silken, and you didn't pick up the pieces straight away. Or, not for Gamla, your camel fell, but like him, you didn't stand them up. Rabbi says, Rabbi says, you are for the damage that you caused. <clears throat> so you know, because you should have picked up the pieces straight away, and you didn't. The Chachamim say Potter Medini other Mechayi Medini Shemayim. Well, they don't explain what it means. You should have taken the pieces up. Okay. In the court of law, we can't hold charge you, but you still should have removed the pieces. However, that sometimes if you didn't do something right, it's your fault. Where did you place them on your roof? But in the precarious place that even normal circumstances, good chance they would fall down. It caused damage. Then they say, you should have anticipated that. Even the Chacham, you say, that's your fault. Even though you didn't put it down, the wind blew it down, but you knew that you put it in a place that is going to, so rickety that, that it's going to fall down. And it's very likely to fall down. So they hold, like our mayor, that in this case, it's not an onus, it's your responsibility. It's like a pashia, a real pashia, a real negligence. I'm say, if you cause any damage, you're chayiv. It's not the same thing. It broke on its own. I just made, I should have cleaned it up. It's not the same thing that I put it somewhere where I caused it to break. That's the difference. Causing it to break, I'm more responsible. However, and this is the point we want to bring out. If you bring barrels up to the roof, you want them to dry, they all went. Suddenly a strong gust of wind came, totally unexpected, and tossed it off the roof. In that case, it's not your fault. So what does he conclude from here? Rameir hold and oinus your potter. So what's the argument between a mayor of Yehuda and what do you mean miskaven and what do you mean not miskaven? So we'll stop here and finish tomorrow.